0: Another frigid day in southwest Michigan. The National Weather Service has issued a wind chill advisory in effect until 11 a.m. Wednesday. There's also a winter weather advisory. Expect very cold wind chills as low as 20 below zero. You can also expect snow and blowing snow, plus additional snow accumulation of up to two inches. If you decide to venture outside, plan on slippery road conditions. These hazardous conditions could impact the morning and evening commutes. The cold wind chills could cause frostbite on exposed skin in as little as 30 minutes. A number of schools in the area are closed due to the cold temperatures. Use caution while traveling outside. Wear appropriate clothing, a hat, and gloves. And slow down and use caution while driving. Another warning for caution if you brave the snow to enjoy it. Monday night just before 8 p.m., Cass County Sheriff responded to a single snowmobile crash located near the intersection of Indian Lake and Frost Street in Pokagan Township. Deputies arrived on scene and made contact with the injured driver, 26-year-old Niles resident Chandler Plough. Plough was operating a snowmobile southbound on the trails near Indian Lake and Frost Street when he lost control and it overturned, landing on top of him. Plough was transferred to South Bend Memorial Hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. He was wearing a helmet at the time of the crash and alcohol and drugs do not appear to be a factor. The Berrien County Jail had a brief boiler outage over the weekend, meaning no heat for a short time for inmates. Berrien County Sheriff Chuck Height says officers discovered an issue with the boiler in the jail on Sunday. It apparently stopped running overnight sometime Saturday. County maintenance crews were called in Sunday morning. They found that the fresh air intake had frozen shut. Crews quickly repaired the issue, and the boiler is reported to be back in normal operation. During the outage, the temperatures of the jail dropped down to the lower 60s. The Iowa caucus results are in, and winning 51 percent of the vote is former President Donald Trump. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis finished second at 21 percent. Former Governor for South Carolina Nikki Haley finished third at 19 percent. Retired congressman and no-labels proponent Fred Upton says time is running out for every candidate who doesn't finish at or near the top. He says look for more candidates to start making a move toward the exit. These days, of course, the super PACs really make the call for you because they're independent. Uh, They're spending tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars uh, over the course of the event. And at some point, those financiers are saying, Enough already. He or she is not going to make it. Uh, We're going to we're going to bet on a different horse. Upton says last night's outcome was largely expected, but the real tests are after Iowa. New Hampshire is probably a better bellwether state, but obviously a win in Iowa is is a good thing for any candidate. Upton says his no labels movement is now on 14 state ballots, and a couple dozen are about to break. The No Labels effort says if the presidential race becomes another matchup between President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump, they will field a third-party candidate, Republican president and a Democrat vice president, to give voters what they say is a better choice. The Spirit of MLK Spotlight Awards were presented yesterday as part of the MLK Celebration Week, hosted by Lake Michigan College. Recognized for their work to elevate the community through their efforts and activities are Barrington County Commissioner Shokwe Pitchford, Niles High School student Ethan Reed Chambliss, and the organization Neighbors Organizing Against Racism. LMC's Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, Cam Hearth, said the recognition shines a light on an individual, a student, and an organization that embody Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s spirit through their direct action throughout the community. Earth says that the breakfast and recognition is just the beginning of a week's worth of involvement. So the community will have the opportunity not only to celebrate the breakfast and those individuals who are working and serving in the community, but also to to spend time with those organizations that are there as resources that many folks may not be aware of. So we want to elevate as many as possible. As they say, a rising tide lifts all boats. For the description of why each award winner was recognized, you can see it on our website at WSJM.com. That's also where you can find the full schedule of events. LMC's MLK Celebration Week continues through Saturday. Congressman Bill Heisinger is seeking a break for farmers who say they can't afford rising costs caused by federal labor rules. Heisinger and 74 members of the United States House of Representatives have signed a letter to the House and Senate Appropriations Committees asking for an H-2A visa guest worker wage freeze in an upcoming spending package. Heisinger tells us the adverse effect wage rate, or the required wage that farm employers must pay H-2A workers, has more than doubled since 2005, making agricultural labor and its products more unaffordable. Lawmakers want farms to get a break on the wage. What happens is the Department of Labor goes in and sets minimum payments for farm workers and especially for migrant workers coming in as temporary and legal work visa holders. And what they've been doing is they've been outpacing inflation here. And there's some significant increases that are coming to family farms. And what we're hearing from farmers is they simply are not going to be able to afford it. Isinga says with the nation's average adverse effect wage rate reaching $17.55 per hour in 2024 and other increased costs, including fuel and fertilizer, farms are in danger of going out of business. In Michigan, the wage rate will be set at $18.50 an hour, while farmers in Canada will pay their agricultural workers closer to $11 per hour. Isinga says most of Michigan's congressional delegation, both Republicans and Democrats, have signed on to the letter. He adds that he hears from farmers right here in southwest Michigan who are concerned about the next migrant worker wage hike. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Department is warning people of an uptick in Internet scams involving cryptocurrency. Sheriff Dan Abbott says some schemes have resulted in victims losing as much as $100,000. The scammers will send unsolicited emails that appear to be from legitimate companies claiming the recipient has subscribed or renewed an account. For example, an email might read, You have successfully renewed your McAfee antivirus software subscription for $600. If this was not you, please call this number to cancel. If the victim actually calls that number, they are dragged into a conversation with someone who sounds professional and attempts to get the caller to put money into a cryptocurrency ATM, providing the location of the nearest one. After that, the scam continues with the scammer trying to get more and more money. Sheriff's deputies have spoken with several banks regarding these scams and note if you are ever concerned that you're not speaking to your bank, you should go to an actual branch and speak to a person. Also, the banks will not ask you to move money and deposit it somewhere else into cryptocurrency or a money app or gift cards. Sheriff Abbott tells everyone to be wary of emails asking for the recipient to call. And cases of COVID-19 and the flu are still on the rise in Michigan, prompting another message from health leaders. They say it's still not too late to get vaccinated. Dr. Leah Munday is an infectious disease specialist at the Detroit Medical Center. I would say better late than never. Um, We know that after you get a flu shot, you have immunity uh, on average within two weeks. And usually peak uh, flu season does occur in mid to late January. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services says COVID 19 numbers have not been this high since last January. And if you're interested in a career with the Michigan State Police, the hiring process is getting easier. They're coming to you. The Michigan State Police say they're streamlining their hiring events to attract potential troopers and motor carrier officers starting immediately. MSP Director James Grady says they know there are several factors that could impact whether someone is able to take the necessary steps to apply and test for one of their recruit schools. So they're removing barriers like access to a laptop or transportation. They're doing this by physically meeting candidates closer to their homes to make the process more accessible, efficient, and effective. They say at each hiring event, MSP recruiters will be on-site to administer the entry-level law enforcement exam and assist with completing the application for trooper and motor carrier officer positions. 20 hiring events are being held in various cities throughout Michigan by the end of the year. The first event is today in Lansing. You can view the full list and other events where you can find MSP recruiters on their website. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.